Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast, presented by FlickeringMyth.com. I'm your host, Court Dunn. Join us as we talk to writers about their work, their process, and what it means to be a writer. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash writer experience. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast. This is your host, Court Dunn, here, and today we actually don't have a guest. Today we are going to do something special. We've had a lot of learnings. We've had a lot of great guests from various walks of life and who have worked on really great projects. And there are a lot of great learnings in there. So we wanted to actually go back, look through those episodes, pull out all those insights that inspired us and that we think would really inspire you. So we hope you take something away from this and enjoy the show. Today's guest is Dan Carlin. Dan is a New York Times bestselling author, as well as the host of the podcast, Hardcore History, Hardcore History Addendum, and Common Sense. His first book, The End is Always Near, Apocalyptic Moments, From the Bronze Age Collapse to Nuclear Near Misses, is available now. Well, I have, you know, the one piece of advice, and I I give it pretty continually because I think it's my one piece of advice that I don't hear other people say that I think is useful. I think there's no doubt about it that it helps people. One of the things that I was blessed with coming up in the era that I did when I first started broadcasting, which was in television, was that it was an era before things were in digital stone. If I was having, and I had many of them, a bad day that went off into the ether of a live broadcast and was never heard again, right? So I don't have to live today with some greatest hits reels of all of my horrible mistakes when I was first learning my craft, because it's all gone. You either heard it at the time or it's history. Nowadays, when people are just starting off, their first show that they ever do is going to be available for people somewhere, somehow, until the internet dissolves you know, into the crust of the earth and we're all gone. And it becomes an endeavor out of my book, you know, an apocalyptic moment at the end of the world. So with that in mind, I always say you can kind of control what your worst material you ever release, what your most amateurish material you ever release is. Don't release it is what I always tell people. And I always say, and I think this is manifestly true of any creative endeavor. You know, we talked about Shows like Seinfeld wasn't Seinfeld for the first five episodes. So what if Seinfeld had had the freedom to not release its first five episodes? To do them, learn all the things that they were going to learn from them. And then when they released their sixth episode for the audience, it was actually the audience's first episode. What I always tell podcasters is you're going to make the most growth in your career. And you're going to make the most embarrassing mistakes. And you're going to sound the worst for your first five episodes. So do your first five episodes and then throw those away and don't release them. And then do your sixth episode, which to your audience will be the first, but you're going to have learned unbelievable amounts of stuff. And the most important thing is you're going to have a much clearer idea of what a show should look like based on what did and did not work for you and what you showed to your friends and your cohorts and your collaborators and maybe people that you sampled the opinion of you're going to be able to really take it back to the drawing board and recraft it so that by the time, you know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression, they say, by the time most people get a chance to have a first impression of your work, 
it's a much more finely honed version of that. Today's guest is Rodney Barnes. Rodney is a veteran award-winning screenwriter and producer who has established himself as a Hollywood mainstay. His vibrant, emphatic voice and producing expertise is exemplified in an array of some of the industry's largest and most influential programs. From Adult Swims, The Boondocks, to Marvel's Runaways, to Stars, American Gods, to Hulu's Wu-Tang, and American Saga, Rodney has displayed a versatility in a variety of genres. Rodney is currently an executive producer and a writer for HBO's tentatively titled Showtime, which chronicles the professional and personal lives of the 1980s Showtime Lakers during the team's wild and fast-paced golden years. His new graphic novel, Philadelphia, was released in November 2019 through Image Comics, and he's currently also working on an untitled monster movie for New Regency. Philadelphia has been optioned, he's working on the script for that, and he's also working on a novel. When I was uh, first starting out, I had no idea all of the different hats you have to wear as a professional writer. I didn't know that you had to kind of be your own hype man, your own rep, your own... Um, I didn't know personality came into it as much. I didn't know, you know, you have to be your own business manager and your own disciplinarian. I only looked at the writing part of it. And in college, they didn't tell me about this. Maybe they did. I wasn't paying attention. But I would just talk about the life stuff. It's like the craft is what it is, but how you manage your life, your interpersonal relationships, um, your significant others, all of that stuff goes into how I manage, like, when my life isn't going well, it reflects in my work. And finding people who understand the emotional toll that it takes for me to write sometimes is difficult. So it's like, I would talk about just the writer's life, you know, what that journey's been like for me and uh, what pitfalls I'd say to look out for. Today's guests are Murr and Darren Wearmouth. Murr is a comedian, actor, author, and producer who stars in True TV's Impractical Jokers. Darren is the best-selling author of First Activation, The Invasion Trilogy, and Sixth Cycle, as well as the co-host of the speculative podcast, Casual Loops. Together, Murr and Darren have co-written three novels, Awakened, The Brink, and their newest book, Obliteration, which goes on sale June 23rd. Finds the most handsome, British <laughs> <man>. <laughs> talented British man, Svelte, oh, yeah. to partner with, and basically your career is set. <laughs> that being said, above and beyond that piece of advice, yeah, I, would say, uh, I would say don't quit, keep going. Most of what makes you succeed in this industry is outlasting your competition because most people don't finish or give up on their dreams. So what I've learned uh, in my career with Jokers, it took us 11 years to get on TV and it took me 15 years to get my books published. What I've learned is you just, if you love something, you keep doing it, you get better at it and don't stop as long as you love it. And uh, don't let other people limit or define your success for you. Make your own success and whatever you envision that to be. Yes, I will add to that. I mean, if you can find some, like a, one of the most popular comedians for stadium tours in the world with a show, <laughs> who also has a, a, a nice six pack in his ripped. It's, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I would say, uh, yeah, just like James, I would say to always try and make the work you best you can 
and always try and constantly improve. And I think it's important to write what you enjoy and you will love too, because otherwise I think it can be a drag. And you may not necessarily, I think it's also important not to write and think this is going to be the best thing in the world because there's always someone out there that might not like it and there might be some people that love it. But as long as you do it and love it and, and read a lot as well to find out what you like, that's always helpful. I do take some inspiration from some of my favorite authors. And yeah, just do the work and, and don't let anything stop you because as long as you're focused and prepared to put in the time and keep improving, then anything is possible. Today's guest is Louis Pacon. Louis is a presidential historian, speaker, and author of The President is Dead, The Extraordinary Stories of the Presidential Deaths, Final Days, Burials, and Beyond, and Where the Presidents Were Born, The History and Preservation of the Presidential Birthplaces. He's currently working on a book due next year about Ulysses S. Grant. What's worked for me is writing about a topic that you have a deep passion for. For every one of the books that I've wrote or every one of the books that I've other projects that I'm working on now, I'm passionate about the topic. I'm deeply interested in the topic. It's not, it's never, writing is never a chore for me. I'm always extremely enthusiastic about writing. And I'll find if I have a half hour break for lunch and I can sit down and write for that half hour, it's just, that's what I love to do. So find a topic that you love and that passion will just will just come out in the writing or find a topic that you're deeply interested in. I know I've read about some people that their publishers had mentioned a topic, oh, why don't you go write about about some topic and the authors decided to do it, but I couldn't do that. Personally, I couldn't do that if someone came to me and asked me to write about about the history of European history or some topic related to European history. I don't have a passion for that topic. And I couldn't do it. Other people can, but for me, what works is having that passion, having that interest, having that obsession, and that should be your topic. So there you go. That's one of them. The other one is writing about, for me, what's worked too, is writing about if you're doing the type of writing where going to archives or going to historic places for research is important, then you want to write about a place that you can get to. Again, if I was if I wanted to write about the history of Pearl Harbor, I can't get to Hawaii that conveniently being in New Jersey. So that would be a more challenging topic for me to write about. Writing about the presidential birthplaces, so many are on the East Coast, that that became a more accessible topic for me to write about. Today's guest is Robin Meisinger. Robin is a manager and a producer for Anonymous Content. Formerly, she was the co-founder of Madhouse Entertainment. Well, to pass on to writers, not even to me myself, because I mean, I think there's there's a message I would say to myself, which is, you know, never take no for an answer. But I don't think that's necessarily advice I would give to a writer. I would say, keep writing, just keep writing, but also outline. Do not sit down to write a script without outlining because you can't do it. You cannot write a script without outlining. I love when people say, oh, I'll find it in the writing. You won't. You won't find it in the writing. You have to do the thinking before you start writing. There are no shortcuts. You have to 
respect the process. And my most successful clients outline and then outline and then outline again. That is the best advice I can give. And keep writing, you know, don't feel like, you know, if you feel compelled to write, that makes you a writer. If you're tortured by it, that's probably because you're a real writer. There's nothing fun about the process. I think when it flows, it's great. But yeah, I think outlining would be my best advice. Today's guest is Jeffrey Ward. Jeffrey is a seven-time Emmy Award-winning and two-time Writers Guild Award-winning screenwriter, author, editor, and historian. Jeffrey has collaborated with Ken Burns since 1984 and has been the sole or principal scriptwriter for Huey Long, Statue of Liberty, Thomas Hart Benton, The Civil War, Empire of the Air, The Men Who Made Radio, Baseball, The West, Thomas Jefferson, Frank Lloyd Wright, Not For Ourselves Alone, The Story of Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony, Jazz, Mark Twain, Unforgivable Blackness, The Rise and Fall of Jack Johnson, The War and the Vietnam War. He also wrote or co-wrote companion volumes for 10 of these series. Jeffrey was the principal or sole writer of Nixon, Lindbergh, Reminiscing in Tempo, The Kennedys, The Last Boss, TR, and Abraham and Mary Lincoln, A House Divided, all of those part of PBS's American Experience series. Jeffrey's also an independent historian and biographer, the author of nine books, among them A First Class Temperament, The Emergence of Franklin Roosevelt, which won the National Book Critics Circle and Los Angeles Times Awards for Best Biography, the Francis Parkman Award of the Society of American Historians in 1989, and was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize. He is currently at work on two books, A History of the Partition of India with Winton Marsalis and A History of African American Music. He also writes frequently about India and Indian wildlife. Jeffrey lives in New York City with his wife, writer Diane Raines Ward. Ernest Hemingway, his next collaboration with Ken Burns, directed by Ken Burns and Lenovic, is slated for broadcast on PBS in 2021. He's also working on upcoming projects with Ken Burns on the Holocaust in the United States and the American Revolution. I think it's what I say to kids who talk to me. I don't think, just working for my life, I started out to be one thing, I became a second thing, and I ended up a third thing. I was going to be a painter, then I was an editor, then I ended up writing books, then I ended up doing films. I guess that's four things. And all I mean by listing all that is, I think it's very hard to predict. I, it worries me when kids uh, get out of school and begin to talk to you about how in five years there'll be this, and in 10 years there'll be that, in 15 years there'll be another thing. They have no idea what they're going to end up doing. And I think people should welcome that rather than obsess about where their career is going. Today's guest is Jeff Lemire. Jeff is the award-winning New York Times bestselling author of such graphic novels as Essex County, Sweet Tooth, Underwater Welder, as well as co-creator of Descender with Dustin Lynn, Black Hammer with Dean Ormston, Gideon Falls with Andrea Sorrentino, and many others. Many of Jeff's books are in active development for film or TV, including Essex County, Underwater Welder, Plutona, Gideon Falls, Descender, Family Tree, and the Black Hammer Universe at Legendary Entertainment, with Jeff attached as screenwriter and executive producer. Jeff's Sweet Tooth is currently being adapted into a Netflix series produced by Robert Downey Jr., set to be released in early 2021. Yeah, you know, I mean, you get little things along the way that help you, but certain things stick with you. And I remember when I was first starting out trying to do comics, you know, my drawing style is obviously very 
idiosyncratic and, and specific and um, it's not everyone's cup of tea, you know, and I get that. But when I was first starting out, I was kind of disheartened because the way I drew wasn't really, it didn't look like mainstream comics, you know, and I thought, well, I'll never, I'll never make a living doing this. I'll never, I'll never, um, you know, succeed drawing the way I draw because I don't draw it in a commercial style or whatever. And I remember showing my work to a few professionals at the time. And it was actually John Toddlebin, who was an inker and artist on the Swamp Thing comics that Alan Moore did, as well as many other projects. But that was where I knew him from the most. Uh, I somehow, in the early 2000s, got his email address. I don't even know how. It was available online. And, and I was just sort of sending my work out to any professionals I could find asking for advice or whatever you know and he was so generous in his response to me at the time i think i expressed you know my my style not being really commercial or whatever and and his advice to me was just do the things you like to do because if you enjoy doing it chances are someone else is going to enjoy reading it and it's such a simple thing but i it, it just was the thing that stuck in my head whenever i sort of doubted myself or or doubted choices i was I could make as a creator. I just remembered, well, if I if this is what I'm enjoying doing or if this is what feels right, chances are someone else will respond to it, you know, and I I never and if I hadn't stuck to that, I probably never would have done Essex County or, or any of those things and been where I am. So, I guess yeah, that's that's the piece of advice that sounds so simple, but it's it's so hard to stick to. Just be true to your voice and yourself and don't try to be anyone else other than who you are. Just tell the stories that you can tell the way you can tell them. And if you enjoy doing it and you're honest about it, someone's going to respond. Today's guest is Krista Sip. Krista is a literary manager, producer, and co-founder of First Friday Entertainment, a management and production company founded by Devin Byers and Krista, dedicated to showcase fresh and unique voices. Yeah, I said it earlier, but keep reading and watching things. I know, especially when it starts to feel like your job to write, and you think you might want that distance, like don't stop reading and watching stuff. I think it does a lot of different things. I think A, it reminds you why you're doing this, what inspires you about your goal, because you're going to need that inspiration all throughout your career. There's going to be so many times where you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this torture? I think it also, you learn from it, you know, you learn like, you know, for example, what dialogue feels more authentic or what feels more just like I'm writing to a type, you know? You learn what's popular. You learn format. You know, if you're reading, you learn how to format your scripts because not everyone can go to film school or or take a writing class. A lot of scripts out there on the internet or being published, you can go read a script and learn how to format your script. Just keep consuming as much as possible because it just keeps you so fresh and it keeps you it keeps you in touch and it makes me feel like I'm starting a relationship with someone who knows what they're doing, even if you've never done it before. Just the idea that you know how to format your script or you know how to handle dialogue or how to handle pacing, like that just makes my job so much easier. And I think it makes you very well received in this industry. Today's guest is Paul Bay. Paul is the creator and co-creator of the podcast, The Big Loop and The Black Tapes. He's also a TV developer and the author of You Suck, Sir, Chronicles of a High School English Teacher and the Smartass Students Who Schooled Him. Always prepare for success. If you do anything, and you're doing anything not just for fun, but to actually, you know, it's, it's related to your career, make it assuming you're going to be successful at it. That way you'll be prepared in case you get lucky. Today's guest is Ashley Edward 
Miller. Ashley is a screenwriter and producer best known for his work on the films Red Sonja, Thor, and X-Men First Class, and the television series Black Sails, Fringe, Terminator, The Sarah Connor Chronicles, and Lore Season 2. He also co-wrote the book Colin Fisher with Zach Stentz, a screenwriter who he often collaborates with. Ashley is currently developing Mist for television and is also working on an original anime for Netflix, which is due to be released end of this year. It is the inscription in, uh, in my copy of American Gods. Uh, one of my, my, my very best friend actually saw Neil Gaiman at a book signing and uh, he bought me the book and he, and he, uh, he, he got the book signed and he asked uh, Neil to write some advice to me in the book. And the advice that he wrote was, Ashley, finish things. Neil Gaiman. So the advice that I have is finish things. First part of that advice is finish, right? Like you start writing a script, you start writing a book, you start writing a whatever, write it to its conclusion, finish it. Um, the, the second important thing in that advice is the plural. Finish things. Not finish the thing. Finish things. Finish the first thing, move on to the second thing, and finish it. Move on to the third thing and finish it. Write, write, write. Um, always be creating. Always be writing. You will not achieve mastery uh, if you write one script and think, well, this is great. My mom loves it. My friends think it's awesome. And, you know, I'm entitled to everybody loving it. That's not going to happen. Finish, finish, finish. I think in part, I've, I've been blessed with the career that I have had because I had a lot of opportunities to finish a lot of things, not just, you know, finishing the outlines or finishing the scripts, but, you know, seeing things shot seeing dailies, seeing episodic cuts, watching what happens. So I understand scenes, coming to the understanding that writers don't write scripts. We write scenes, finishing scenes and moving on um, to the next one. That's the best advice that I think I could give any writer. Finish things. Today's guest is Jay Ferber. Jay is a critically acclaimed comic book and television writer. Currently, he's a writer for the CW TV series Supergirl. He is also known for co-creating and writing such comic book series as Elsewhere, Copperhead, Knowable Causes, Dynamo 5, and Near Death at Image Comics, and has worked on such iconic titles as Generation X, X-Men, and New Warriors for Marvel Comics, as well as The Titans and Green Lantern for DC Comics. He was also a writer on the TV series Starcrossed and Zoo. I would say focus on quality over quantity. I think Early in my career, I, I lived in New York for a while when I lived in Brooklyn. Uh, and so I was close to Marvel and DC. Their offices were in Manhattan. And so I could pop into the offices and, you know, go to lunch with an editor. And that was a big advantage because I was sort of on everybody's mind. You know, I was, I was a frequent face. And it led to gigs where, oh, hey, this book is late. Can you write an issue over the weekend to do a fill-in and get us back on time? And I would always say yes. You know, I wanted more work. And I don't know that that served me well. I got known as a fast writer, which I still am. But at the same time, I think I would have been better served to focus a little more on the quality of my writing, not just how many gigs can I bang out as quickly as possible onto the next thing. So, you know, it's tempting to say yes to everything that comes your way, but try to be a little more selective than I was, I think would be my piece of advice. Today's guest is Seth Graham Smith. 
Seth is a New York Times bestselling author and a screenwriter, producer, and director of film and television. He is best known as the author of the New York Times bestselling novels Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, both of which have been adapted as featured films, as well as The Last American Vampire and Unholy Night. He's also the writer of the Lego Batman movie and producer of It, and is the co-creator, head writer, and executive producer of The Hard Times of R.J. Berger, a scripted television comedy appearing on MTV. In collaboration with David Katzenberg, his partner in Katzman Productions, Seth is currently developing a number of projects for television and film. He's currently showrunning an anthology for Disney+, finishing up Kung Fury 2, and prepping an original horror movie, among many other projects. You know, I came out here to LA with a whole sort of, you know, social group of, you know, all the people you meet when you move to a new city. It's like, oh, you're a writer too. Oh, cool. Oh, you're a director. You know, and when you move out to LA and you're in your early twenties, you know, it's like everybody you meet has a screenplay. Everybody you meet is going to be, you know, the next Scorsese. And, and so, you know, inevitably as the years go on, you see, those people start to drop off the radar and, you know, either decide that this isn't for them or decide they don't want to be in LA and move, you know, back to somewhere else. And I think that the people that have the careers that, you know, or stick around for a while, and I think those are the people that just, just didn't leave, you know, didn't get discouraged to the point where they gave up, you know, and and believe me, like you're going to get discouraged. I mean, by the time Pride and Prejudice and Zombies came out, you know, I had seen friends of mine get big agents and direct movies and sell big screenplays and make some real money. And I hadn't done any of those things. And I was feeling, I was starting to feel discouraged, but, you know, I just wanted this so badly and I'd wanted it for such a long time that I couldn't bring myself to give up. And the more people who I talked to who, you know, make it for lack of a better term, have that same story. They're like, yeah, there's, you know, seven times I could have quit. I was flat broke. I mean, and man, like I was, I was flat broke. And, you know, when my wife and I got married, I mean, we were just in such insane debt and we were so scared. But I mean, to her credit, she, you know, she said, you got to keep doing this. You got to keep, you know, freelancing and trying to write your specs and start, you know, writing your, your novel and, and doing all this, like she was scared shitless, but she was supportive. And so I think I would just say, you know, the only sure way to fail is to give up. That's number one. And two, sort of related to that, you know, it's important to have a community. It's important to have relationships in your life that are supportive and loving and true friendships, because you're going to need those people in your life when things don't go the way that you hope they would go. We have a lot of writers on this podcast. Do you like what writers write? Do you like free stuff? Well, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for listeners of the Writer Experience podcast with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I recently downloaded James Joyce's Ulysses for my commutes into the city. While our producer Harry, who may or may not exist, has been enjoying J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash writer experience. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash writer experience for your free audiobook. What's your favorite film of all time? It might be a sophisticated classic, 
a childhood favourite, or an enjoyable pile of trash you just can't help but watch over and over again. The Pick of the Flicks podcast, hosted by me, Tom Beasley, is all about celebrating people's favourite movies in whatever form they take. Each week, I interview a different guest about their chosen favourite, whether I agree with their choice or think they're as mad as one of Tom Hardy's accents. So tune in to Pick of the Flicks every week on the Flickering Myth Podcast Network and subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Maybe your favourite film will be next. Hi, I'm George. And I'm Sam. And we're from the That's a Classic podcast on the Flickering Myth Network. We both bring three films each from a certain genre and we battle it out to find out which is the ultimate classic. So you can listen to us on Flickering Myth, iTunes or Spotify. Check out what classic we choose every week. Today's guest is Bard Doros. Bard is a partner at Anonymous Content, as well as a manager and producer. Some of the projects he's worked on include True Detective, Counterpart, Spotlight, and many more. He's currently producing Midnight Sky at Netflix. He's also producing Worth, and also the upcoming Last of the Mohicans TV series for HBO Max. I think the best advice that I have is one that you've heard before, which is everybody's trying to do the same thing. And I hate to say like, be yourself, but be different as much as you can. You know, I don't know that you need to force it, but I, maybe not everyone is like this. I'd rather read something that the formatting is not perfect. Whatever that is, doesn't have to be perfect, but that really takes advantage of the form and does something that feels like it is different than things before, not following so much the pattern. I think, again, this is, I could be getting my history wrong, but I want to say many, you know, years ago, Zach Helm, who I don't really know, took out a script called Stranger Than Fiction, which became, I think, the Will Ferrell movie. And when that script went out, I don't remember like the performing, but I think he sent along a CD with the musical cues. And again, I could be butchering this. I could be thinking of a different, different script, but it was different and it was, you know, exciting and I think got a lot of attention. And I'm not saying necessarily forget about gimmicks, but the thing that my biggest piece of advice is try to be different. Today's guest is Gamal Hennessy. Gamal is a comic book attorney and business consultant with more than two decades of experience. He's currently wrapping up a Kickstarter for his upcoming book, The Business of Independent Comic Book Publishing, which is a comprehensive and easy-to-understand overview of the business of comic book publishing. It's edited by Aftershock Editor-in-Chief Mike Martz and features a forward from writer and heavy metal executive editor Joseph P. Illich. When he's not practicing law, Gamal writes novels and provides both business advice and legal representation for comic book creators and publishers. The one piece of advice is make sure that comics is the medium that you actually want to work in. Because in the 21st century, a writer, someone who wants to get a story out into the world, has several different avenues that they can use to tell their story, whether it's prose or theater or film or streaming television or interactive or comics. Some stories, well, any story can be told in any medium, but some stories lend themselves to one medium over another. Comic books is a very specific type of industry that has its own social issues. It has its own distribution questionability. It has its own public perception 
that is a challenge for any writer. So if you want to write in comics, that's great. Everyone should write in comics, but you should understand why. And you should understand how you're going to approach it and what your definition of success is going to be. Because Joe Casada and Raina Telgemeier and Alex Ross are all very successful in comics, but they're all successful in very different ways and very different aspects. So figure out, one, why you want to be in comics, and two, what does success actually look like to you? Because the answers to those two questions will actually impact everything else that you do and every choice that you make throughout your career as a comic book professional. Today's guest is Olivia Charmaine Morris. Olivia is founder and CEO of Black Monarch Entertainment. Previously, she was director of development for original scripted programming for TBS. So this actually is an advice that I was given, but it's something that I learned over time. I'm such a networker. And a lot of times people say that's a dirty word, but they still do it. And it's so funny because even if you're on LinkedIn, it's like, do you want to build your network? And people say it's gross, but it's what we do. What I've learned over the years is there's not one thing that you can only get from one person. Meaning, even if right now you're super excited about you know this conversation and this new company and like, who is this person? She sounds like a young mogul. Like, How do I get in touch with her? Know that I'm not the only person in town that's having these same conversations. And you know whether the goal is to just get me to respond to your LinkedIn message or just come speak to your school or whatever it is, know that one, either all in due time, or there's someone else that could have that conversation with you that would make you just as excited. So from my perspective, I can't tell you how many times I went to a panel and I was like, oh my God, if I just shake the one person's hand that I came here to see, it'll change my life. Or you know, I sent so many emails with my resume. If just one person bites and gives me a call, I'm going to get this job. And now in my position, I'm like, I've met a lot of people in Hollywood and especially in Black Hollywood. Still haven't met Michelle Obama. Still haven't met Oprah. But I know people at OWN and I know people at Higher Ground, Obama's production company. So for me, as we look at like six degrees of separation, half a degree of separation, just know that even though I'm so excited to meet Michelle Obama, it's like, why? If I'm so excited to meet Oprah, why? If you really force yourself to ask yourself questions, okay, what do you hope to get out of that conversation or that meeting or whatever? Know that if you force yourself to really distill it down to its parts, I want some inspiration. I want to talk to someone successful. You know, I want to X, Y, and Z. Know that whatever you're answering, that answer is your truth. And that truth is, well, what will set you free? Today's guests are Smith Henderson and John Mark Smith. Smith Henderson is the author of Fourth of July Creek, lives in Montana. John Mark Smith lives in San Marcos, Texas, and teaches English at Texas State University. Together, they are co-authors and friends going back 20 years. Their new novel, Make Them Cry, is on sale September 22nd. I mean, I would just say, like, I'm not terribly young. I mean, I'm not terribly old either, but I'm not terribly young anymore. And I really do. This is a cliche, but it's like, you just got to keep at it. If you want to, you need to keep at it. Because, you know, even if you don't make it by 30, even if you don't make it by 40, you know, you can maybe be able to make something someday that people read or watch or, or whatever. And like, if you get depressed about it and stop, then that may be the right choice for you. But it's definitely not if you stop, you're not going to, you know, ever get anything on the screen or on the page. And so I do think that there's something to be said for just like getting up every day. And if you can, if you have the mental capacity, you know, 
if you're able to write write words every day, then I think like continuing to do that is something that can possibly lead to, you know, can lead to a book or lead to a screenplay or lead to a movie. It won't necessarily. I mean, who knows? But the only way, it's the only way that you can possibly get something done is by, you know, chipping away at it every single day. I know a lot of, you know, our friends, we have a lot of, you know, old friends who were in these programs or want to be writers and did write and continue to write sometimes. And, and the big difference, and I met really brilliant people and big difference between the people who are doing it and people who aren't is the people who are doing it are doing it and they just keep doing it. They're not better at it. There's so few people that are just so much more talented than everybody else that it's easy. You know, I think it's like when I'm playing, I like to play poker and there's that phrase like, um, you know, you go on tilt, like if you lose a hand, which means like you're stuck on the last hand, right? You're sitting there going like, oh shit, I, I folded and I shouldn't have, or I shouldn't have been in that hand. And I think that happens to a lot of artists. You get on tilt because you pinned a lot of your hopes on this thing becoming a thing, this thing getting published, your career getting accepted into programs or getting hired to write a thing or whatever it is, you know? And it's kind of like you work so hard at it and you try so hard, and then it doesn't, it just doesn't go, of course, you're going to want to just, you know, throw in the towel. But like, the thing is, is like, it's just chances. You have chances every, every day, you know, there's always another crack at it. So, you know, just kind of expanding on what John Mark's saying, I think, I think you always have a, another shot. Today's guests are Mickey Daughtry and Rachel Lippincott. Mickey and Rachel are the number one New York Times bestselling team behind Five Feet Apart, and their new YA romance, All This Time, goes on sale nine twenty nine. I saw somebody posted something about this recently. It was like the best advice they'd ever received from like a writing teacher or something. There's something along the lines of, it's debatable, but I feel like in the past few years, I've seen the truth in it. It's better for something to be done than to like only have like a chapter or like a, or whatever of something good. And I thought that was really interesting because I think it's so hard, especially when it comes to like writing books, to like sit down and actually complete something and have something that you can edit and make better and, you know, work into something that can be sold or one day published. And I feel like that's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard to just sit down and do it. See, I oftentimes think about that, that just like, you know, sitting down, getting the words on the page, then you have the ability to actually craft it into something, make it better. Yeah, that was a big one for me, I think. I would say my most, and I think I give this on panels too, I think I say this, don't buy your own hype. If you have a number one bestseller, if you have a number one movie, it is not all you. You did not do that mm-hmm. by yourself. And you need to fucking know you did not do that by yourself. That Absolutely. was your agents. It were your reps. It was your co-writer. It was the producer. It was the director. It was the actors. It was the editor. Everybody involved had a vegetable in that soup. And without those vegetables, the soup tastes like shit. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you may be a fantastic fucking writer, but it is always going to get better by listening to people, even if you think their notes are fucking stupid, there's something that they're finding in there that is not hitting home with them. You don't have to listen to the direct note. You can listen to the note behind the note. You can look at this scene and say, she said she hated this part and here's why, but that's not really even really why she hated this part. You'll find something in there that's not ringing true. It's almost every time for me, that's the thing. And I will say that I never want to be guilty of thinking that it's all me. Mm-hmm. And that I'm, yes, I have talent. Yes, I'm creative. Yes, I'm good at what I do. I will say that. But I'm better when I have people around me 
who help me and who talk to me and who kneecap me when it's needed and say, what the fuck was that? You know, <laughs> you're better than that. Or people who go, you're better than that in your attitude. You're being an asshole right now. Stop being a fucking asshole. You know? And it's, so I, that would be my, I think it's a less of a creative approach. My advice would be take the fucking help and listen, 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 listen to the people around you because they're there for a reason. Today's guests are Mickey Daughtry and Tobias Iconis, screenwriting partners and the co-writers of Five Feet Apart and The Curse of La Llorona. They're currently co-writing a new Dirty Dancing film from Lionsgate and a live-action feature film, Night Books, for Netflix, which starts filming October 14th. And the movie version of All This Time, which they wrote, is currently in development. Don't think you're the only voice in the room. Know that you are not... It is the sum of all parts when you're, when you're creating something, even if you're alone in your office writing, everybody's going to get their hands on it. And it's only going to get better if you let the work come in and you don't fight it. To, I mean, definitely fight for your ideas, but be open and listen and know that, you know, four cooks can create something quite beautiful in the sense that, you know, you are the basis, you're the, you're the brew, right? You're the, you're the chicken stock. And then what they put in it is, is makes it the dinner. The thing that helped me the most, that sort of got me to Mickey's level when she wrote her first script, was reading. Reading oh, scripts. Yeah. Reading books and reading scripts. A real breakthrough moment for me was I had a friend who was a, an in-house reader for ICM, which was one of the, still is, one of the big talent agencies here in town. And so what he would do is he would send me scripts that were, you know, getting a lot of attention, selling for a lot of money. And I would read them to, you know, to look at sort of what what's sort of what's the sort of formatting that the town is expecting from a screenplay, which seems to change from one day to the next. And also how writers, you know, the voice of the writers and and that was enormously helpful to me. It's surprising to me how a lot of screenwriters actually haven't read a lot of scripts. And so that's one of the things, you know, if there was one piece of, you know, advice I would, I would give is, is that, is do a lot of reading in addition to a lot of writing. You can download a ton of scripts online now too. Yes. It's so easy. easy I mean, to get a hold of. that's right. When I first, yeah. I mean, when I first came to LA, that was not possible. That's what I think. I, I think what I'm saying is you don't need a friend at ICM to that, get you the scripts. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, that's the only way I you know, back in the day, that's how, that's the only way I could get my hands on hot scripts. Now it's so much easier to do so. Today's guest is Mick Garris. Mick is a director, screenwriter, author, and sci-fi and horror icon. He's best known for working on Sleepwalkers, The Fly 2, Batteries Not Included, Hocus Pocus, Riding the Bullet, Psycho 4, Critters 2, The Mummy, Nightmare Cinema, Tales from the Crypt, Amazing Stories, Freddy's Nightmares, The Stand, Masters of Horror, and so many more. His new book, These Evil Things We Do, is out now. He's a frequent collaborator with Stephen King, has directed more Stephen King projects than anyone else, and created the Master of Horror series, as well as created and hosts his cult favorite interview series, Postmortem. Basically, believe in yourself and don't let anybody talk you out of it unless their arguments are valid, but trust your instinct. There are so many times as a new director, for example, where somebody would recommend shooting something a particular way. Well, it's because they're familiar with it and it's because it's worked before. But if you can approach something in a new way, 
that gets people excited, that gets you excited and feels original, go ahead and trust yourself and do it and don't let yourself be talked out of it. But on the other hand, accept advice from people who know better than you, but know the difference, whether they truly know better or are discouraging you because they don't want to try something different. Today's guest is Barbara Botner. Barbara is a New York Times bestselling author. Since growing up in the 1960s Bronx, Barbara has had a hand in almost every aspect of book publishing. She has written and illustrated over 50 books for children, has reviewed books for major trade and consumer publications, such as the New York Times, published short stories and essays in national newspapers and magazines, has written sitcoms and screenplays, and has been teaching writing and illustrating in major institutions, including UCLA, Otis Parsons, and the University of Miami since 1973. Barbara's first young adult novel since the 1980s, I Am Here Now, just released in August, and is on sale now. I would say be courageous. You know, be courageous. Try to light up the world with something we haven't seen or heard. You know, the only way you can do that is offering your full self. You know, really, really, you have to, originality is really just a word for, you know, tell me who you are. Tell me what you've lived through. Please, you know, be courageous. You know, be naked. I really think that's what it's about. Today's guest is Carol Weston. Carol is the author of 16 books, fiction and nonfiction, and has been the Dear Carol advice columnist at Girls Life since the magazine's first issue in 1994. Her newest book is Speed of Life, which receives starred reviews in Kirkus, Publishers Weekly, and School Library Journal and Booklist. The New York Times Book Review called it perceptive, funny, and moving. About Ava and Pip, the New York Times Book Review said, this is a book about sisterhood, but also a love letter to language. Carol has been on Today, CNN, Oprah, and The View, and teaches writing at the New York Society Library. She's also big on cats, walking, skiing, and art museums. Her husband, Rob Ackerman, a playwright who has done props for the SNL film unit for 25 years, was previously on the show. Carol also published three personal essays in 2020, Book Club with My Husband, Why My App is So Very Proud of Me, How I Finally, Finally, Finally Became a Novelist, which can all be found on our website. Don't give up. That's it. I mean, (laughs) sometimes girls will say, I've liked the same guy for three years, but he still doesn't know I'm alive, but I don't want to give up. And I'm like, honey, 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 it's not giving up if you lift your eyes and notice who else is out there, you know. But if you, you know, speed of life, I did not give up on that book. And I did not give up on being a, a novelist, even though the world for the longest time, like really, you know, until I was 40, wanted me to keep being an advice columnist. And I enjoyed that. And I, you know, I was on Oprah and The View and Montel Williams. I was on Montel Williams like 12 times as sort of the go-to teen advice person. But I wanted, I wanted to write a novel and I worked hard. It didn't come easily, but I didn't give up. Today's guest is Isabella Mastro de Casa. Isabella is a literary manager and producer at Heroes and Villains Entertainment. She started her career at Verve in the motion picture literary department transition to the Kennedy Marshall Company, and now at Heroes and Villains. She's focusing on influencers, international formats, and European writers and directors. I would say I know that it's extremely hard. I know that there is a lot of rejection, but you have to keep very clear and visualize your goal and never, ever, ever let anything stop you. 
obviously absorb everyone's advice from the industry because if someone who is a real producer or a real manager or a real agent or a real player in Hollywood is giving you advice, there is a reason for that. However, don't stop. Take that advice into consideration and keep on going. The secret is to keep on going and to never stop. If you get turned down the first time, don't take that as a failure. It's a failure just if there isn't a learning afterwards. So learn from that. And there's actually a quote that I read. Keep on keeping on. That's my advice. Keep on keeping on. Today's guest is Danny Rubin. Danny is a screenwriter and a playwright. He co-wrote with Harold Ramis a screenplay for Groundhog Day, for which the two received a BAFTA award for best screenplay. He received a BA in biology from Brown University and an MA in radio, television, and film from Northwestern University. Danny has taught screenwriting at numerous universities and lectured on the topic at academic conferences since 1995. He was also a Briggs Copeland lecturer on English at Harvard University. This is so unoriginal and uninteresting. It just has to do with writing. Just write, just write. You can spend your life in your head thinking of the best idea ever, but if you can't write it, it's not really worth it. And if you're worried about getting out of the habit of writing, there's a solution. Just start writing. It's really the best solution to any problem that you're having as a writer is just to keep writing. Unless not writing is a good solution to getting back to writing. So there, I've just said absolutely nothing. <laughs> Today's guest is John Salzerni. John is a manager and producer at Bellevue Productions, where he oversees the feature film production slate. There's a multitude of clients who have written for film and TV. His producing credits include Always Watching and Eli, as well as Parallel, which comes out in December, and Infinite, which is coming out in 2021. I would say be thoughtful about what you put your time into, you know? You're always learning. That's great. You'll learn from all the stuff I tried to produce in my first few years. Nothing happened with it, but I think it informed my later career and I know what to do and what not to do. Spend the time thinking about what you're working on rather than just kind of dashing headlong into it. Spending time thinking about what you're writing or what you're doing is as important as the actual doing of it. You know, it's kind of like if you're building a house, I always go back to the house metaphor, I guess. It's like, you wouldn't just like start putting a frame up and be like, I'll figure this out as I go along. You probably would do blueprints and then you'd like look at it and be like, okay, I want this to feel like this. I want that to feel like that. I think you have to treat your career and what you work on the same way. Passion is great and it'll get you through kind of the hard times on a project because there always will be moments when you don't feel like writing it anymore. But I think spending time thinking about what you're doing and what you're writing is as important, if not more important, than the actual time spent on the keyboard typing away. So that would be my thing, is be thoughtful about what you put your time into. Thank you so much for listening to The Writer Experience. If you enjoyed the episode today, please leave a rating, a review, and a comment on iTunes. You can also check us out on Instagram at Writer Experience and Twitter and Facebook at Writer EXP. The Writer Experience is a Samurai Dinosaur production. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Music by Kevin McLeod.